I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. <laughs> but I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Enough. <laughs> thirty-eight in a row. As in thirty-eight on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you Wednesday, August 19th. It's about 5.20 p.m. Recording now. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. It's good to hear your voice. It's great to hear yours. We got some actual football stuff to talk about. We do. We do. Jeremy Banks, back. Not just back in the blue, back on the team. Back on the team. Um, probably the least surprising news ever. So, yeah. And am I wrong, or I didn't? Did I not see uh, anybody even complain about it from the uh, national media? I didn't see anybody complain about it. Snuck it right under everyone's noses. Lots going on, so probably didn't make the the radar of most. Yeah. Good. So that did happen, um, which is. Probably a good thing. We need middle linebackers. We need middle linebackers badly. So, um... We also need uh, an offensive lineman, Cade Mays, not on the team. Yeah, I mean... uh, I mean, what is there to say? I, I honestly... I shouldn't be, but I am surprised. I never know if this kind of thing is the result of us screwing around or us getting screwed. I'm going to say that this one is probably a little, has some both in it, because I know Tennessee, for whatever reason, didn't file the the waiver immediately and waited. And... Waited a long time to file the waiver. For whatever reason, I have no idea why. It seems extremely stupid to have not filed the waiver. I mean, this is on top of, this is, we're not that far removed from Tennessee not knowing Jay Hardy had signed his letter of intent, even though his name is in the online database they can access. And we don't file Cade Mays' immediate eligibility. Waiver, can we please get Jeremy some clerical assistance? Yeah, you know Jeremy Pruitt has to be pissed off about this. He has to feel like he is a Mickey Mouse organization. Like, can we please get Jeremy some clerical assistance? The the the, the Jay Hardy thing was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, the 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 excuse the the excuse was that they when they checked it that weekend it had not been updated. 
and they didn't check it again the next week for whatever reason, which that's not really an excuse. That just makes you look stupid because you didn't check it the next week or the next week or the next week. So you recruited him for a month, even though he had already signed. This <laughs> is just like, what were they doing? Like, why did they not file it on time? That being said, as dumb, it is, as, dumb as, it, as it is, as inexcusable as it is to not file it on time, it is an absolute screw job by the NCAA that Cade Mays is not immediately eligible to play at the University of Tennessee. JT Daniels got immediate eligibility. Why? JT Daniels' immediate eligibility was basically, I'm not as good as Caden Slovis. I'm not as good as this guy who looks like he's going to win the Heisman Trophy, so I need to transfer. NCAA said, oh, man, that's cool. Here you go. You can play this fall. Talia Tagovailoa, his excuse was, well, my big brother isn't in town anymore, and Alabama just signed a five-star quarterback who looks amazing. I want to go play with my old offensive coordinator. What'd they tell him? At a school that is literally further away from Hawaii than Alabama is. The NCAA said, oh, man, that's cool. Here you go. Immediate eligibility. Cade May said, I want to go play with my brother, and really, I just want to go play at the school that I grew up cheering for my entire life. In my hometown. In my hometown, where my father was a football captain. What'd the NCAA tell him? NCAA said, oh, man, that's too bad. You're going to have to sit out a year. Even though they're going to change the rule in January. To me, that's the most frustrating part is like they that, 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 they know the rule is bullshit. They even act like they're changing the rule like this year. Like when it, Yeah, there was – like why did they not change it in May? Like because of the coronavirus pandemic? I'm sure that that's – I would think that would be the excuse. They were going to do it this spring. They decided to table it till 2021. And I, I, wanted, I thought it was January. But they're changing the rule. Everyone already knows that they are changing the rule to an, to an automatic one-time transfer. You get immediate eligibility one time. They're changing the rule. They've already said they're changing the rule. And that's 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 four months from now. That's four We are four months from January. It's the end of August, basically. Which, it's the end of August, so it's basically Christmas, which basically it's January already. And they said, no, man, no big deal. You're just going to have to sit out a year. Too bad. Too bad. Please show proper respect to Halloween and Thanksgiving, please. Thanksgiving is great. I do. I do appreciate Thanksgiving. I do love Thanksgiving. Shout out to the Pilgrims. Um, Shout out to the know, Pilgrims. It's basically it's the end of August, so it is basically Thanksgiving, which means it's Christmas, which means it's January. I mean, we're basically on the one year anniversary of. Jarrett Garantano shredding the fighting Hoosiers of Indiana and getting us that Gator Bowl win. Well, it's basically the one-year anniversary. I don't, I don't know if I would just describe it as shredding. Eric Gray, maybe a little shredding, but I don't, I don't know if I would say JG with the the shredding. What is uh, what is the thought process? What have people said about Cade Mays? Like the appeal? Do we feel okay about the appeal? I have no idea. Is he to me, going to go pro? Is he even going to play at Tennessee? Like I would imagine. He could improve his stock a lot by playing and playing well. Yeah, because he seemed to have a much better freshman year sure. than sophomore. Now, that being said, I mean, part of the reason that he wasn't as good at Georgia last year was he did have to play 
out of position some. I mean, he played left tackle in their Sugar Bowl game. He didn't just get to play right guard like he did as a freshman. And as a freshman, he was a freshman All-American. He looked like a first-round draft pick in the future. So I would think that the junior year would be a way for him to recoup that first-round, second-round type pick. Right. Um, as far as coming back, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea. It's tough to say. It would depend solely on the type of pick he gets. I mean, he obviously wants to play at UT, or he would not have transferred. Back to UT, I, the best thing for me that I have seen, and this is... I know nothing about the the appeal process and what's going on there besides he has Greg Isaacs, the Knoxville lawyer at S who is representing him, is that all the public support he has gotten, including Jay Billis, um, his Georgia teammates are tweeting out that Cade Mays should be granted immediate eligibility. So the public outcry has been unanimous, 100% in his support of Cade Mays. I haven't seen uh, Kirby Smart tweeted out. I haven't seen Kirby. Um, you know, Kirby's pretty stupid. He probably doesn't even know how to operate a computer, though. Has there ever been, I mean, like, how many cases are there where you've been able to transfer in division and be eligible? Because I feel like that's the big hangup. Like, we mentioned Taglavolia or whatever the fuck his name is, yeah. and uh, JT Daniels. Like, those guys weren't going in conference or in division, so... How many instances are there when it you know when someone has been able to do that without being a grad transfer? Obviously, yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't um, see any, but like I, I didn't know if there were any, was anything I was missing. I, I don't know of any because um, I would imagine like that's kind of I, I would imagine that that's a part of the hangup, you know? Yeah, uh, it, it probably is. I mean, we obviously we don't know. Did like. I know it's not in division. Did Felipe Franks get automatic eligibility? I thought he was a grad transfer for some reason. He was a graduate transfer. Okay. I, I thought he. So, I thought he was. Okay. Um. Yeah. So he was a graduate transfer. So never mind. I mean, you know, I, the most prominent example I can think of is like Eric Locke back in the day. I don't. I assume he had to sit out a year when he transferred from Alabama to Tennessee. Um. And he was supposed to be, you know, some star, and well, he really just wasn't that good. But um, so I don't know. I, that has to be the hangup. Like, what else could it be? Obviously, we don't know because nothing was said other than like Pruitt at press conference saying we're appealing. And I saw what Gregory Isaac said that the appeal process, um, it will be repackaged and have a different look. All right. So he said it would focus on the environment Mays faced at Georgia. Let's burn it down. Let's. We tried to be nice to Georgia. Now let's appeal. What was Jay Billis talking about when he said that like Cade Mays couldn't stay at Georgia? Was that just like his dad's hand, or like what did we? Did you say? I have no idea. I, um, all I saw was that it was um, that it was a shame. With all we're going through, Cade Mays has his transfer waiver denied. The NCAA has a chance to right this wrong on appeal and should. Mays did not have a choice but to leave Georgia in the NCAA nose. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what I was wondering, what the hell he was talking about. That's what I was trying to figure out. Like, did, did, what, what does Jay Billis know that we don't know? Is he just talking about drama with his dad or, or what? Yeah. 
Spill the, spill the tea, Jay Billis. Spill the tea. I would also, I mean, I would think that, that they would try to, uh, if I was, Lane Kiffin becomes latest support. Lane Kiffin's become latest to join in support of Cade Mays. Shout out, Lane. Free Cade Mays. Uh, man, we do love Lane. I saw Lane was vacationing at Pickwick Lake. Where is that? Um, Southwest Tennessee, like Savannah. It's on the tri-state area, like where Tennessee, uh, Tennessee, Mississippi, and Alabama meet. Beautiful area. Um, so, pick lick lake, Pickwick. Pickwick, Pickwick, Pickwick. Um, yeah, beautiful, beautiful area in the in the Tennessee Valley area. So, it's just uh, there's nothing to say. I mean, there's nothing to say. They denied Eurosh. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the season, change their mind. We should have uh, just let them keep Euros. I wish that they didn't change their minds. They're like, hey, we already gave you one. Like, we already gave you one, guys. Come on. They made Aubrey Solomon immediately eligible. And I still, to this day, I have talked about it on this podcast, I still have no idea why he was granted immediate eligibility. Me neither, especially compared to, like, you know, just every other person like it didn't make sense and and you know D'Angelo Gibbs transferred at the same time but I guess he is another one of those like interdivision things that I don't even think they tried to get it for him right yeah they didn't they're just like oh, that's cool we'll sit you can sit out of here we need you at wide receiver next year yeah yeah I mean but I would imagine he was not going to get it just going in division yeah and it would be different if it would be it would be different it would actually be an understandable decision and if it wasn't for two things, one that they have made such just crazy decisions in the past, like um, the quarterback to transfer from Ohio State to Miami, Tate Martell. Yep. Why did he get it? Um, and if they weren't going to change the rule in four months, like everyone already knows that the rule is changed. I honestly, I thought, and I believe I said it on this podcast. I didn't think anyone would get denied. Yeah, not during a pandemic. Not during a pandemic. While they're changing the, the rules. While they're changing the rules, I did not think anything would anybody would get denied. And when JT Daniels was granted immediate eligibility and Talia Tagovailoa was granted immediate eligibility, well then, in my mind, there was no doubt that Cade Mays was going to get it because everyone had always been so confident. Well, I don't even think anyone even entertain the the possibility like Cade Mays was showing up on all the like preseason all SEC stuff and you know people yeah, putting I, him on on teams there and everyone I've seen everyone him in the first round much, mock draft yeah everyone was just pretty much talking about it as a foregone conclusion so it was a little surprising like I never entertained the thought the only thought to me amongst the offensive line was like who's going to be the sixth offensive lineman is it going to be Calvert or Carbon I mean that like to me, I mean, who was going to be the sixth guy, seventh guy? You know, I mean, we had our starting five. And I don't, nobody, I don't think anybody, like I said, he wouldn't be showing up on mock drafts if he was going to have to sit out this year. I, I, would, I really would love to know what Jay Billis is talking about. Everyone tweet Jay Billis. So, I mean, we have, what, it's, a, it's five weeks until the first game, basically? Yep. So we have five weeks to get it. As we saw with Aubrey Solomon, they are obviously going to practice Cade Mays nonstop, get him first-team reps. 
as if he's going to play. And I believe Aubrey Solomon got cleared the weekend before, right? I was going to even say like the Monday before, but yeah, maybe it was the, the Monday before. Maybe it was the weekend. It was. It, it, I think. I, I think it was the week. I think it was in the week. I think you're right. It was even less than the weekend. Before. Yeah, it, it was game week. I remember it being game week. And so. Again, no idea why Aubrey Solomon got immediately eligible. I'm happy that he did. He was really good at the end of the year. Um, who knows? I mean, Ulros, on the other hand, was not really good at the end of the year. No, just, I mean, just uh, for the record, just to get that but clear, he will be a, he will be a big body on the pra- on, in practice this. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to say in the paint, but yes, yeah, so in practice, he'll be a big body in practice. Um, maybe he's a good maybe he's a good locker room guy. He might be a really good person. Yeah, so. might be a great locker room guy. Give some world perspective. What do you think about the schedule? We haven't talked since the schedule came out. We get South Carolina first up. Well, I mean, I think it is a testament to how tough our schedule is that they basically gave every good team, and I'm including Tennessee in that because Tennessee's showing off, showing up on top 25 preseason list. They basically gave every good team an easy week one. And by Tennessee's schedule, South Carolina is an easier opponent, and it's a pick 'em. It has since, I believe, gone to Tennessee minus two and a half. Okay, so people feeling good about the Vols. I know that immediately the lowest spread outside of ours was Florida was favored by over a touchdown and extra point. They were favored by eight, and I mean, some teams like LSU was favored by like something absurd over Mississippi State. Um, so. It was really a testament to how tough this schedule is going to be because it sucks ass. It sucks ass. Texas A&M, minus 37, Vanderbilt. LSU, minus 26, Miss State. Georgia, minus 24, at Arkansas. Alabama, minus 19 and a half at Missouri. Auburn, minus 11, Kentucky. Florida, minus 8 at Ole Miss. South Carolina, pick them, Tennessee. So the initial thought is they think Tennessee is two and a half points better, I guess. I don't really know what they're how they're factoring in home field advantage. During all this, I believe I saw uh, Will post in the Discord that Bill Connolly is giving uh, home field a one point advantage in his metrics. Like, I don't know. I'd imagine Vegas is similar to that. They're usually pretty close on the spread. So he says home field is going to be worth one point this year. Okay. So they think Tennessee is um, one point better than South Carolina, which. I can see, I can also see Tennessee being 10 to 14 points better than South Carolina. I don't think it's an easy game. And it obviously, it, the whole thing. It's a layup, Seth. You did, it, the whole you thing hinges was, on Garantano. You just said it was an easy game. Yeah, I mean, it should be on paper. You said we're a good team and we got an easy opponent. Like, well, don't, don't, don't straddle the fence. We're not, well, we're not scared think, of South Carolina. If we're scared of South No, we're not. We're, we're not. We're if, not at all. If we're calling South Carolina. A scary game. Let's just cancel the season. Can we just do that? Oh, I'm not scared of them at all, but it hinges on Garantano. You sound a little scared. No, I'm just annoyed with the schedule in general. I thought people liked the schedule. You didn't like the schedule? Oh, I think giving the shit sandwich that Tennessee received, the actual order of games is as good as we could hope for. Okay. But you're still mad about Auburn and A&M. Well, I mean, I think it's bullshit. I'll put you down for you're mad about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that factoring in other teams having a difficult schedule this year is bullshit when Tennessee has to play one every year. I guess the good news is we ended up not getting LSU. Um, 
Auburn's still going to be pretty good. I mean, I think I saw early projections that Auburn's going to be like fourteen point favorites over us. No, that's a little too much. That's a little much. I mean, I agree. Especially, I mean, come especially on. when Big Germ knows every one of Auburn's plays. Like I saw that Jeremy has lost to Gus like once, I think, and it was a year when Auburn beat Alabama twenty six to fourteen. So it wasn't even his fault because they held the SEC West champion to twenty six points. Um, Not his fault. So it wasn't his fault. Jeremy is absolved for that. Was that when they had Blake Sims at quarterback? Maybe that was when Stidham was the quarterback at Auburn. His junior year. So, like, Sports Illustrated, or Yahoo's Top 25 came out today. They have Alabama 2, Georgia 3, LSU 5, Florida 6, A&M 9, Auburn 11, Tennessee 19, Kentucky 19. They have, okay. 19. We have the second longest win streak in a Power 5, and guess what? We have our uh, quarterback back. Which I don't know if that's a good thing, but I was just saying LSU does it. I will tell you what has annoyed me most this offseason, and it is not the bullshit about scheduling. It is not Cade Mays. It is the Kentucky love. What is going on? Cole Kublick, who is in the midst of absolute dorks that write and talk about college football for a living, he is a dude. He is actually cool. Cole is one of us. He was talking about how Kentucky is going to be good. It is like the college football chattering classes have collective amnesia and have forgotten that Kentucky lost Lynn Bowden. Have you forgotten? What was Cole Kublick doing with the whole ironed out thing, by the way? I have no idea. He was definitely trying to make it seem like the Iron Bowl was going to be the first week, right? Like that's that he had to he had to know that that's what it, it seemed like, right? I guess. Either way, back to shitting I mean, on Kentucky. Sorry. Like he he sees seven wins as very possible for Kentucky. <laughs> they play Auburn, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, and Florida. I see three wins as a real possibility. I just. Do not understand the Kentucky love. He has, he has, okay, here's what it was. Here's what annoyed me that he said. He has Kentucky at number five in his SEC power rankings. For the record, I believe he had Tennessee seventh. Behind Alabama, Florida, Georgia, LSU. That seems dumb. I mean, is it just like they think that Terry Wilson's just going to actually be able to throw the ball and, like, that'll help Kentucky and, like, hey, look at what they did with no throwing quarterback and now they got a guy who can throw? Is that, like, is that like the whole mindset there? Uh, buddy, I, I don't know. I, I do not understand the – I mean, Tennessee has this third best odds of winning the division um, per betonline.ag. At fourteen to one, Kentucky sixteen to one. Fourteen to one, huh? So you know, it's it's not like I'm trying. I'm scrolling through his Twitter now to find his power rankings. Um, no, I saw it. We, we were number we, or they were number five. And okay, here we go. 
Alabama, Florida, Georgia, LSU, Kentucky, A&M, Auburn, Tennessee. So he has Tennessee eighth. State, 9, Ole Miss, 10, South Carolina, 11, Missouri, 12, Arkansas, 13, Vandy, 14. He has Kentucky above A&M, Auburn, and Tennessee. And by no means am I saying Tennessee is about to pop off and have a great season. Okay? But we are better than Kentucky. We are going to beat Kentucky. And I don't care if Cade Mace plays or not. I don't care if Jarrett Garantano cannot throw a forward pass or not, because last year we played multiple quarterbacks, had a ton of shit go against us, and when it came down to the end, we put the junkyard dog at nose tackle, and we stuffed their shit at the goal line, and we won the game. And the junkyard dog is back. Henry Toa Toa, back. Jarrett Garantano, also back. Brian Maurer, he's back. Are you just naming guys on the team? Big Sed Tillman, back. Jaquan Blakely, back. Austin Pope, no longer with us. Austin Pope is unfortunately no longer with us. Please press F for Brother Pope. We will never forget the 2019 season, the world's best sixth offensive lineman. So uh, Kentucky's annoyed me more than anything else because they had a guy that was unbelievable last year. Their best wide receiver, running back, and quarterback. I think he might have been their leading receiver. He was unbelievable. And they lost him. He's gone. And now they have Terry Wilson and who, I mean, I couldn't name you. I don't know that I could name you one other player they have on offense. I mean, I just know people are excited about their offensive line, right? I feel like their offensive line gets a lot of love. Probably. It was pretty stout last year. I mean, they had some dudes on it last year. I guess all them guys are back. I don't know if they're all back, but I know that like people talk about their offensive line being good. Well, you know who also is back? The aforementioned Junkyard Dog. That is true. And Aubrey Solomon, who is also aforementioned. And Jaquan Blakely, also aforementioned. Also, please press F for Emmett Gooden. Uh, he is he is not going to be back. No, he will no longer be with us. Um, but we will probably forget the 2018 season he had for the Tennessee Volunteers, but his service, um, it is appreciated. Um, because I think he was like our best defensive lineman on that team, even though the only play I remember by defensive lineman on that team were Daryl Taylor and Congo making a play. So I'm really annoyed by Kentucky. Thoughts on getting Florida in December? I like it. Good enough for me. Moving on. Do you want to you expound on that at all? I mean, like I said, I think that giving the shit sandwich Tennessee received, the schedule order of games is as good as we could have hoped for. I just hope by the time Florida runs or comes around that we aren't just beat down physically. And, you know, it's going to be a weird season. It's going to be a weird season because, I mean, you know, if Tennessee's sitting there at 6-3, and three, they, you know, I mean, then... They still have a lot to play for, whereas in a normal year, like, I mean, it's just going to be a weird year. I don't really know how to phrase it. I mean, like, I don't think Tennessee doesn't have as bad a stretch as Georgia has. Where they have Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee in a row, and I don't know the order. I think it's Auburn, Tennessee, Bama, I think is the order. Tennessee doesn't have a stretch that bad. No, it seems I was worried about that whenever I saw our first two games where South Carolina and Missouri that, oh, no, we're going to get backloaded and it's gonna all smack us at one time 
Yeah. That did not happen. Who is the big second week game? Do you know? No. I'm looking to see who the second big week game is. Um, okay, Texas A&M and Alabama, Auburn at Georgia. Okay. So th- th- those are the two big games in week two. So Tennessee, I would say, like has a really good chance to be two and zero, which Tennessee should be two and zero. Yeah, I was going to say which, we better be two and zero, which cannot be said for a lot of teams. I mean, two of A and M, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia are not going to be two and zero. And the third week we go to Georgia, and we play good at Sanford Stadium typically. Um, and there's not going to be a crowd. I mean, I'm not predicting us to win. I don't think we will win. We're not going to be favored to win. I'm just saying, like, it's a crazy season. Tennessee's 2-0. and Georgia just lost a heartbreaker to Auburn. Bo Nix just put it in them. I mean, who knows what can happen. Please know that the Orlando Magic just beat the fuck out of the Bucks yesterday. So anything can happen in a pandemic, man. Anything can happen in a pandemic. I mean, there is no home field. Anything can happen in a pandemic. Why not Why not us? Why not us? I mean, we're saying why not us in regards to Cade Mays, but why not us in, re- in regards to starting out 4-0? Because that is easily attainable. Wow. I said it easily. Easily. Because we're, we're going to beat Kentucky. We're going to beat Correct. South Carolina. Correct. And we're going to beat... Uh, Missouri. We're going to beat Drinkowitz at Missouri. I did think it was interesting. Will Muschamp said Ryan Holinsky is not for sure the starter. Okay. He said that it is wide open. I don't know who else is on that team, but okay. I have no idea who else is on that team, which to me says a lot because you know what? You, why is Ryan? Why is Ryan Holinsky not the starter? You know what they say: if you have two quarterbacks, you got zero. You got zero. But that really wasn't true for UT last year. No, no, we are an outlier. We are the exception to the rule. We are I before E except after C. We are after C. So um, we are receive. I'm trying to see what he exactly said about Ryan Holinsky, if I can find it. Conceit. Receipt. Bobo demands perfection. Who the fuck is Bobo? Oh, Mike Bobo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, But I think Muschamp said, and it might have just been been coach speak because... Maybe you just want to keep um, the boys motivated. You don't want them to check out. You know, we don't necessarily know if that's true. Yeah. Um, Which, I don't know, is Helensky even good? No, I didn't think so. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I, I feel like we know that name, and I, he was a high, he was a high recruit, right? But, like, I don't feel like he's very good. I mean, it, looking back on it, it almost seems like, looking back on it with 2020 vision, it seems a little crazy to me that they just shelved Jake Bentley for, I know Jake Bentley got hurt, but, like, everyone knew Jake Bentley wasn't going to get a starting spot back. And so he transferred to Utah, where he's not even going to get to play. But, and because Ryan Holinsky was the guy. I mean, I didn't think Ryan Holinsky was that good last year. I just got really mad about the idea of Jake Bentley beating us. Like, what did he decide to do now that he couldn't? He's going professional in something else besides sports. That's true. But he'll always have that night where he ruined our lives. Yes, he will. We cannot take that away from him. So... You know, I mean, 
what were even around Elizabeth's stats last year? Let's look up stats of the big man in California. He uh, passed for 23, 57 yards, 11 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, quarterback rating of 113.4. He threw for 105 yards against Clemson, 175 against A&M, 325 against App State, 235 against Vandy, 319 against Tennessee, but most of that was on the very first play of the game. And he had a lot of garbage time in the fourth quarter. I don't know if he got any in the fourth quarter, but we were kicking their ass. So if you take out the 75-yard play to start the game. Yeah, take that out. Take, take that out. That didn't count. We weren't ready. So that is. A lot of yak yards there. Um, and it was just a slant route. Yeah, I, mean, so I, then I, after I, that, I could have completed that pass. That's probably not true. So he averaged nine yards in attempts. Uh, after that, he threw for 250-something or whatever. Or We're not worried about whatever. him. We're not worried about him. We're not worried about him. I don't think he's that good. I don't know who they have at running back. I don't know who they have at receiver. Lo- I hope losers. They don't have- losers. If if you go play at South Carolina, you're a yeah, loser. Yeah, this is, this is on me. We're delving too far deep into a roster that is beneath us. I'm sorry. Apologies. And we got you going through a damn game log for somebody named Ron Halinski, who might not even be the starter. Might not even be the starter. That's on me. This is on me. Let's take a break. Let's uh, get to some Patriot questions. All right, time for some Patriot questions. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch if you want to become a patron. Uh, got a couple shout-outs we got to do. New $5 patron, Ben Franklin. Shout out to Ben Franklin, my man, probably America's greatest statesman of all time, an absolute genius, the only early American that was respected by the aristocracy in Europe. We are humbled and honored that you are listening, but not surprised that you are listening to the Reed's Ranch podcast. Thank you for your donation. We love you and appreciate you. Probably should be a $100 patron. Am I right? Probably should be. You are right. I see what you did there, buddy. Thanks. Thanks. And our, uh, our boy Tuck, Tucker Carlson, upped his pledge from 10 to 20. Shout out to, shout out to Big Tucker. Graduated, now an official pharmacist. So if you need some drugs that you have been prescribed, go see Brother Tucker at a pharmacy in Northeast slash East Tennessee near you, and he will get you hooked up. A great person. Well, it's not near you if you don't live here, I guess. Like, we have people that listen in, like, Nashville, so it's not really near them. Yeah, that's why I said Northeast. Yeah. East, you know? yeah. Shout out to Tucker. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Um, Jonah says, only question is whether or not I was having a better day today. Thank you, Jonah. I'm having a better day. Everything's good. Everything's good. Everything's fine. All right, Seth, uh, you got any questions you want to get to? Did you see any you wanted to see? Um. Yeah, but it's further down. I just wanted to just, just kind of go through them. Yeah, just get whatever you, one by one. Do whatever you want. Um, okay. Uh, this is your barbecue. Brother Zachary would like to know, would you rather spend a year in a luxury submarine or living on the space station? Ooh. I don't think I would want to be underwater for a year. Yes. But living on a that space is- station seems awful, too. Both of these seem like they suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with Space Station because the thought of being under several miles of water scares me more than being in space. Like, if something bad happens, you're dead regardless. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, there's not really uh, any benefits. Yeah. 
I just think space is cooler at the end of the day, so that's why I went with space. Is it bright in space? I mean, I know it's dark up there, but like, is it bright ever? Like with the with the planets? At least you'd have. I don't know, because I'm looking. At, I'm thinking about looking out the windows of a submarine and just seeing darkness. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could at least see other living, but not living. You could at least see other rocks. I'd, I'd hope to not see other. Out in space. I'd hope to not see other living things. I would really hope you don't stare out that window in the in the space station and see another living, breathing thing. Um, if that is the case, then I would probably choose submarine. But you know, I'm gonna go with space station. The idea of being weightless and like floating around, though, I don't. I think that would get really old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I might be leaning towards a submarine here. I think being in a submarine would be. Would my ears be popped? I feel like if I'm underwater, like the pressure is gonna have my my head all fucked up. Well, isn't like the submarine pressurized? Well, I don't know. I've never been on one. I think that I think one thing that would make it better for the space station of a submarine is the height of the ceilings in the space station is going to be higher. Okay. At certain points than a submarine because submarines you aren't going to be tall at all. Okay. Um, so you might feel less cramped. I think you're going to feel claustrophobic regardless. Yeah, yeah. I know I would. Yeah. Maybe floating around would actually come in handy there. You could like get some, do some flips. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, imagine playing volleyball in the, in the space station. Uh, I mean, no ball would hit the ground. So it'd be some never-ending volley. That would be cool. I don't think that seems fun. That seems like it would just be uh, really tiresome. It might get repetitive after a while. Think about playing volleyball, there, think about playing volleyball in the submarine. Are there even windows in the submarine? I'm going to guess no. Oh, I thought there were, but I don't, I don't know. I guess not. Probably not. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a Navy person. Hey, neither am I. So, um, Brother Slim would like us to pick our ranch gang family feud team. Okay. Do not pick each other to be on said team. So we're going against each other? I think we just, I think I just can't pick you to be on my team. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you have so any, I'm, uh, do you have any choices? Yeah. Brother, brother Will Warren. Okay. Zachary. Both are very smart. Mike Palmer. Very, very intelligent. I need two. I need one more, right? Uh, there's five people, so you have to have four, four choices. Okay, so that's three. Um, you know, Kanye Twitty is very intelligent too. I think I'm gonna pick him for my fourth person. My team is going to wax your team. You have made a terrible decision. Okay. You have done nothing but pick who you deem as smart. Family Feud is about the common man, Seth. Okay. They're pulling a hundred normal people. Not you, Mr. High IQ. They're not pulling you. Okay. We're trying to get the dumbed down answers, and you just went with who you deemed as the smartest. I, I can't imagine you would be very good at Family Feud because your brain would not think like the average man. You would not be able to put yourself in those shoes. I would like to go with, uh, I think I would go with someone who brings different perspectives. Okay, so... I appreciate that. Your first, uh, your first mistake is you didn't pick a woman on your team. Okay. I'm not going to pick between Farm and Amber or Lindsay or any of the women in the court. Just we'll, we'll take a woman. Whoever feels like they're better. We'll, I need a woman. Um, I, I, need, I need a parent. I'll go with uh, BJ because he thinks like a common man. Yeah. Salt of the earth. A father. Uh, I'd have to go with uh, Jonah probably because he's weird. And, you know, there might be some answers that... He would think of that other people wouldn't, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And what, I need one more. Let's see. Who would make me laugh? Who would have the best answers? Who would make Steve Harvey go, whoa, easy now? Or just give that really dumb look to the camera. You know it's what I'm talking about with Steve Harvey? He just kind of yeah. looks at oh, the camera. Yeah. Well, I, know. I know. Or he's just like, I can't believe they just said that. Curtis? Nah, I don't know if I trust Curtis. Maybe Curtis. I'll get back to my fifth next. Uh, get, what, what, else you got, what else you got for us? Um, Matthew, Brad, Kyle, our brother, would like to know. We have to sleep with one or the other to save the human race. Lena Dunham or Lizzo, make your pick. I feel like Lizzo is the answer here. Yeah, on pure physical attraction, I think it is Lizzo. Pretty pretty clearly, right? I mean, I don't find either one of them attractive. but uh, Neither one of them are attractive, but that latest video of Lena Dunham is like all-time Okay, bad. let's talk about that, please, because you've hated her for a long time, and I have not. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed this TV show, Girls. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say I ever found Lena Dunham, attract- Dunham attractive, but season one... Lena Dunham, she was cute enough. It was plausible that she could bed someone like Adam Driver, which, by the way, talk about two different career trajectories. Lena Dunham, crash. Adam Driver, firework in the air. But it was plausible in season one that she could bed him. Now imagine that on-screen romance. Can you imagine that on-screen romance now? No. I don't even know what Lena Dunham does now. I don't think she does anything. It dis- like She disgusts me. I don't know what happened to her. Because like I said, I never really found her attractive. But I didn't hate her. Uh, I-, I liked the show Girls. She was funny on it. But now I can't stand her. It's It all went downhill once she admitted she molested her sister. I mean, that was pretty much it, right? That That was the... The end. That that's when she became like un- indefensible to normal people. Again, yeah, I, I acknowledge that you and other people already hated her. Now I will I will grant you this: the picture that you posted of her, I believe it was you that posted of her from like, I guess it might have been season one of Girls. It was not me, she, but she looked okay there. Yeah, she looked fine. I mean, she was a million times better looking than she is now. Those tattoos she has are awful. Yeah, the tattoos have always been bad, and the tattoos were there in season one. But she got naked in season one, and it wasn't repulsive. Imagine them putting that on MTV or on HBO now. I would cancel my subscription. I don't know what. I just I can't get over it. I'm looking at pictures of her, like, and yeah, you can tell like there's some that are awful. But there are some at the beginning where she's like, okay, this is okay. It's a normal, normal, uh, normal thick girl. What has happened, Lena? What has happened? Like, I, I honestly, I don't know. Like, she hasn't acted in anything lately. Do you she? think the problem is just like she has nothing going on? Do you think maybe that's what led, like, what's led to this? Just have it. I mean, I could see that. Like, I mean, I think we're all go- being depressed and not having anything going on. Maybe. Um, Lizzo's, so Liz, I'm looking at Lizzo's I'm looking at so nasty too though. On August the seventeenth, so a mere two days ago at the time of this recording, she tweeted out almost forty eight hours ago exactly. I pledge to do my part for the city by well you know dot 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 with a graphic and this graphic says say yes to masks and no to bras 
free the titty, but protect the city. Ugh, disgusting. Yeah, Matthew, Brad, Kyle, we are going with Lizzo. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I, I forgot that Lena Dunham was apparently in, uh, she was uh, barely in it, but she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so at least she had done something, I guess. Oh, yes, 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 she was. Yes, she was. Fantastic movie. Ugh, um, move on. That's a good question. Uh, brother Jackie, Ugh. the in-house, our in-house lawyer. The law dog. Like to know. <laughs> law dog. <laughs> he would like to know, for John, if you were John Robinson, would you pay the clown $15 million? No, no, I'm out on the clowny. He doesn't want to be here. Let's leave him gone. Where does he want to be? Nowhere. He just wants to get whoever will give him the most money, and I, he doesn't want to be a titan. We need we need guys in that locker room who want to be here. So we are like here is my, my I am like the I am like the Cleveland Indians, who have said they are going to revolt if they bring back those two pitchers who broke quarantine. Okay. Have you, saw, have you kept up with that story at all? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought the second one, uh, Clevenger, was really bad. I mean, like. Well, he was he was with the first one. Like it was the same incident. I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But he, like, he tried to lie and like covered up. He like Plezak. I think his name Plezak. Yeah. He got sent home or whatever, and then Clevenger was just like hanging around the team. Didn't mention it. He didn't mention he it. Thought he might get. He when, thought he might be able to escape by. It. When like, uh, like, what are you doing, man? And now there's been players that are like, I'll quit. I'll I will go home. I'll opt out if they bring these guys back. Like, Especially when not, they have a player on their team that has like leukemia or has battled leukemia. It, yeah, he, he just beat leukemia. Uh, he's a starting pitcher, right? He's on the rotation with them. Oh, like, I, I he don't is know who their is. brother. Yeah, I don't know who it is. I mean, like, again, you got it. Okay. I mean, okay, like you were being stupid. You got it. Okay, you weren't the first people to do it. Okay, the Marlins and the Cardinals got you beat. Um,. It never got confirmed, but the big rumor was that the Cardinals had gone to a casino. So, you okay, it, it happened, whatever. And please, that got sent home. And then Clevenger just hung around the team and didn't mention it. To me, that is like, I mean, that is really bad. So, but anyway, Jadavion Clowney, the question I was going to ask. He doesn't want to be here, know, just leave him gone. Is he that good? Uh, He's pretty good. I mean, he'd be the Titans' best pass rusher probably. Okay. I mean, he's not a Bosa brother. Okay, he was all pro in the second team, all pro in 2016, made the Pro Bowl three times. So I don't really know if that means anything. Nah, um, Pro Bowl doesn't matter. Um, I didn't know if he was like as good as he was, if he's been as good as people thought he was going to be. He was just kind of the biggest name here. I mean, in terms of pass rushers on the market. Okay. I mean, just roll the money over at this point. I mean, just... He only had three sacks last year. Uh, yeah, but he had a lot of pressures and drew a lot of double teams, so I'm not going to just pick okay. apart, like, the sack numbers. Okay. But, he, I mean, he was pretty disruptive, so, I mean, he, he he's good. I would like to have him, but only if he wanted to be here, and he obviously doesn't want to be here, so I'm out. I want guys who want to be in this locker room. Big team camaraderie guy. Um, Hank would like to know the MVP for tomorrow night's Reed's Ranch Basketball League. I would first like to give a shout out to Brother Hank. He took me and Zach 
to the Winter Circle last night in Call of Duty Warzone with 10 kills. Absolutely took it to the other team. And, I mean, he just destroyed them. Um, grenade kills, assault rifle kills. Just absolutely told them to eat shit and like it. So I said for 24 hours, I'm not going to call Hank gay because of what he did for us last night. But he would like to know who your MVP is for tomorrow night in the Reeds Ranch Basketball League. Well, I will say that uh, it's not going to be Hank, so it's a good thing you've got your praise of the video games out. Uh, MVP, I mean, that's just going to be so tough to decide. The The Basketball League, it, it's grown, Seth. We're up to 20 players now. We had to put, you know, we... Uh, I heard, I heard about the drama. We've gone from like barely being able to get eight players to now we got twenty, and we're trying to figure out you know four teams and how to make a schedule work. And are we going to do a relegation system each week if there's four? Because four seems too many. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard. You know, some people are going to set out two games in a row from time to time. So do we maybe do relegation? What, what do you? How do you think we should solve it? Having twenty players wanting to play. Um, my 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 yeah. thought was that maybe we we have these four teams. Whoever finishes with the worst record tomorrow. Doesn't get to play next week. Yeah. And then they get to sub in for the whoever finishes last that week. Yeah. And then we just make these games matter. Like, you got to go out there, you got to win. Yeah, there's absolutely no way to get two courts. No, no, we can't get two courts. Okay. No, we can't get two courts. I mean, come on, we're, 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 not, the, we're not the bubble. We don't have three courts. Well, no, I didn't know if, like, you know, a lot of gyms will have, like, you can... Side goals, yeah, yeah. They, they have them, but the goals, I don't think, go to 10 feet. And it's not, it's, yeah, it's not a... Okay. Uh, then yeah, I think relegation is. I mean, look, actions have consequences. That's the, I mean, I want the, I want these wins to matter. I want I want these Ac wins to matter. Actions have consequences, and if you don't come in the top three, then I mean, you're not asking much. You're saying, hey, don't be the absolute worst team out of four. Sure, and it could lead to a good last game. I mean, if two teams have the worst record, we make them play. Winner gets to come back next week. I agree. I agree. That's good. I don't know if I have um, any votes on MVP yet because we got four teams now, and you know, there's going to be guys that are hungry. There's going to be guys that have to, you know, learn how to play with uh, their teammates. This is going to be a whole thing. Yeah, brother uh, Levi's brother coming Luke. though, so I'm hoping he hits some corner threes for me. Good. I good picked him up on my team, so I'm excited to play basketball with him. So hopefully, he uh, doesn't let me down. Very nice. The, the um, last guy I vouched for last week let me down. No disrespect to him, love him, but he let me down last week. So. Hopefully, Levi does not let me down this week. Not going to name names. Brother. Not going to name names. He knows who he is. He knows who he is. He knows he let me down. Who was I'm it? I'm not going to name names. I just said it. Not naming names. Okay. But hopefully, Levi does better. Brother Blue Moon Ball. It was, it was, like it was Hayden. It was Hayden. Yeah. But I love Hayden. But it was We love Hayden. It was Hayden. Brother Blue Moon Ball would like to know our least favorite channel in the Discord. I mean, it's got to be the Corona thread, right? Yeah, I'm going to go with channels that I do not have muted. Okay, okay. Because I have so many channels muted that, what, like, they're what, so... What channels do you have muted and don't say talk sports? No, I don't have that muted. You used to. Um, but I don't anymore. Like, uh, I mean... Racing, placed bets, uh, fantasy basketball, fantasy baseball, Survivor Challenge, TV, podcast, WWE, board games, documentaries, in-house bachelor talk, Dear. Corona Watch, food and stuff, although I have pinned several good messages in food and stuff, um, condiment boys, <laughs> outdoor boys, liquor cabinet, the ticket corner. Sounds like you got a lot of... Uh, I have a ton of channels muted. Sounds like you got a lot of channels muted. 
So I'm going to go with channels that don't have me to my least favorite channel is NBA because uh, some of the conversations in there are so just absolutely gay and it makes it worse because I know the people taking part in it are serious. Like, for instance, uh, the Marcus Smart discussions that have taken place. And like, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit about any of these guys y'all talk about? I mean, like, I, I refuse to believe any of... I, I know that they are serious when we get in these heated discussions in NBA, which makes it worse. Because it's the NBA. After that, I'm going to go with NFL when it gets like... When we're having like... We're in the middle of the season and you have somebody who's like a fan of a team. But he has like... Like... It's not the Titans, for instance, and they're in the same state. You, and you just like, want to say zero ties to. Go ahead and say it. Yeah, zero ties to. And, like, he's getting really, really worked up about it. And it's like, okay, dude. Like, okay, listen, it's the NFL. It's not college football. Let's calm down and let's quit pretending that we actually care this deeply. Because, again, these are grown men. We can't care about anything unless they're 18, 19 year old unpaid athletes that's it that's all we can care about. no i mean i'm just i just uh, want us all to be adults uh, i just want us all to be and adults. gather around and let's let's watch younger adults play i, I just i just want us to be adults yeah. and not pretend to care about marcus smart's defensive capabilities i do care about marcus smart's defensive capabilities i feel attacked right now i mean don't i'm sure he'll have a great game tonight i don't want him to have a good game i want him minutes. to have a bad game Okay, I'm sure he'll have a terrible game. He sucks. He's not even that good. He doesn't even start, right? He'll he probably have to tonight since Gordon Hayward's out for four, uh, four weeks. Oh, Gordon Hayward's out? Yeah, he sprained his ankle. Yeah, I have not watched one game. Um, I also see now that Zach Collins is out again. Yeah, he sucked, though. He wasn't playing good, so. Okay. Um, I don't even know if he's hurt. He's like, you suck. That both eight seeds won yesterday. First time since 0203. Was one of those when Baron Davis was like with the, the uh, Warriors? No, that would have been like 06, I think. Oh, I guess that'd be 07 because it was the year after uh, Dirk got beat in the finals. Okay. I did not watch either game, obviously. I'm not that surprised by the Blazers. Yeah, and it, I am in hindsight, like, yeah, the Blazers have been playing playoff games for like three weeks straight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They've been playing, they've been playing s- do or die games where the Lakers have been coasting. So, of course, they came out hot in game one. So, like, what is the deal with the Bucks? I just think the Magic got hot from outside. Okay. So, you don't think it'll happen again? I mean, I'd be really surprised if they lost another game. But I don't think the Bucks are going to the finals in the East. Like, I, I have thought that all year that they would get beat. I originally said the 76ers before the year, but that's not happening. Oh, I remember. I remember. Please know it's because Ben Simmons is hurt. Just please note that it, it, please know it doesn't count because Ben Simmons got hurt. Okay, so we're we're seriously gonna act like Ben Simmons would have put them on. His oh back. yeah, yeah, top you know six or seven defensive player in the league. Yeah, I think he would make a difference. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. Over Nick Nurse, over Nick Nurse. I mean, okay, okay. Uh, it's noted. It's noted. Uh, yeah, I mean, I over mean, a guy. I mean, over a guy who wears a hat with his own initials. Nick on Nurse it. is a badass man. I was I was getting ready to say I have. Uh, you know, about halfway through the year, I switched my, or not even that, like November, I think is the timestamp, like the third week of November, I, I took the Raptors at nine and a half, uh, nine and a half to one to uh, win the East. So I am rooting for the Raptors. That's my new pick to come out of the East. Just wanted to get that on record. Like I, I jumped off the Sixers, but, but please note Ben Simmons is hurt. So it doesn't count. 
And um, yeah, I, I think the Raptors are coming out of the East. Do you see this story about from Brett McMurphy, this tweet? We didn't even talk about it. Yeah, just about how they're going to have eligibility no matter what. So like the players who play this year will not lose a year of eligibility? Apparently, I mean. So apparently, Jarrett Garantano can come back again next year? Man, Brett, man, come on, why'd you have to tweet this while we're alive, bro? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Is this like the NCAA just trying to, like, flex their muscles a little bit and, like, remind people that they matter? I don't, when, like, all the- it seems like a weird thing to do. Like, why would you let a guy, let's just assume that the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 all play their full seasons. Why are you going to let a guy come back? For a fifth year, why would you do that? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if I, I feel like if you play, like you you played, you should lose your eligibility. Now, I mean, like why? I guess like are they getting out ahead of like hey, in case like the Rona hits, like halfway through? Yeah, we don't want to have to like deal with this afterwards. Maybe I mean since as like of right since because didn't they, they they didn't let like college basketball players do that right? Like college basketball, you just lost your eligibility. Like you you know if correct, you correct didn't get to play in your postseason tournament, so maybe they're just getting it out getting out ahead of it now in case it flares up and like. November, and they don't want basketball players to be bitching, or baseball, yeah. yeah, baseball players that didn't get their scholarships back or whatever. I mean, as it stands now, the NCAA is willingly letting Cedric Tillman play five years for the Tennessee Volunteers. So I assume Dan Mullen will start bitching about that, just like he bitched about the schedule. Man, imagine Cedric Tillman with another year of strength. I know. I mean, he will literally be the world's first tight end wide receiver like true like he will he will i mean hell he might just be an offensive tackle by that point so this counts for like freshmen and sophomores too right i guess so like so no like freshmen basically get a there'll be like no red shirts right like you it'll get a maybe is that a part of it too like hey we're not gonna worry about red shirts because guys might need to uh get in and play and we don't want to you know coaches having to make that decision you think that's i mean it's basically a second red shirt for People, right? I mean, like, Warren Burrell. Like, remember Warren Burrell? Like, he started a couple games for us last year, and then he just totally disappeared. Is he still alive? I do not know. But he's probably not expected to play that much this year for us. So it could be, like, yet another. But he didn't redshirt last year, I guess. This is a bad example because he didn't redshirt last year. Who redshirted last year? The Junkyard Dog redshirted last year. Correct. Shirted. So. Yeah, shirted. Yeah, redshirted. So, um. He's a redshirt freshman this year. Well, he's basically a freshman again. Like he'll be a fr- he's gonna have he'll a, be a freshman again this year, and then he'll be a freshman ne- next year too. Yeah, I mean he's gonna be like a twenty-two year old sophomore. It's like he went on a Mormon mission trip. Eat shit, BYU. It's like when we had to play. It's like when he had to play Chris Winky. When we had to play Chris Winky in the national championship game, we're gonna have a team full of dudes. Garantano's gonna be twenty-eight by the time he graduates. That have all basically gone on a Mormon mission trip, and like we're only going to have one Mormon on the team in Toa Toa, who I assume is Mormon. He might not be. I don't know if he is or not. Um, you know, I'm I just felt a little reckless. I'm just doing a little, you know, pattern recognition, and I'm going to guess that he's Mormon, but he might not be. Let's move. But we're basically going to have a team full of Mormons. Imagine giving so Austin Pope is back. Austin Pope is yes. back. I, mean, I think he would have already had a medical redshirt, right or no? Uh, I hope yeah, so. I mean, he didn't play the whole year. So. Uh, I don't. I do think that I don't think that Jared Garantano will come back for another year. 
Um, I, I think he will try to go pro. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna forego his final year of eligibility. Oh, you think so? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I I, I would so, imagine I mean, that Tennessee uh, nudges him out the door. You know, after those first three quarterbacks that are going to be taken, Lawrence Fields and the dude from North Dakota State, there's going to be a real spot for a guy in the late first round to sneak in that needs a quarterback of the future. So I can see Garantano foregoing his final year of eligibility to snag that final spot. Um, so, yeah. Okay. It seems like a big rule, but like I said, I feel like they're just getting out ahead of it. Yeah. All right, we've been going for an hour. You got anything else you want to add? No, I love, love you. Love you. Good talking to you. It's a pleasure as always. All right, see ya. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Love everybody. See ya. I'm proud.